Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have something called Static God. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, Static God. A Static God. This is an India Pale Lager. It's got Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Interesting. It's made by a company called Resident Culture. Hmm. Can you take a guess where they're located? Resident Culture. <laughs> San Diego. No. You were thinking it was going to be the West, because that's where a lot of our brewing companies come from. It's oh, yeah. actually from Charlotte, North Carolina. Interesting. That's where this company's from, so I don't know. A static god. Like your television? <laughs> a static god. <clears throat> here. You know, something kind of weird. You were telling me, so we just got through the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm, yeah. <clears throat> and I remember, in fact, I think it was on Christmas Eve, you had called me up on your way home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you had, I was, you actually, know, I was actually at my girlfriend's house uh, with mm-hmm. her family, and, and you called me up, and of course, I was a little weirded out, because I was like, what are you calling me for? But anyway, I'll let you tell the story. You kind of had a, a strange uh, experience. No, I, and I, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I had completely forgot about that until you yeah. just brought that up now. <laughs> So now I'm really creeped well, I, out. Well, actually, I didn't I think about it. <laughs> no, you're fine, because actually, come to think of it, I won't go back that way home, so that'll be fine. But, um, yeah, I was driving after our, our Christmas uh, dinner at our mom's, and as I was going up a hill, I have a, there's a really windy hill. Mm-hmm. There's a really winding hill that I go up, and once you reach the top, you go down a road to get to my house. Mm-hmm. But as you're going up this hill, it's almost pitch black, and it's extremely curvy, so it's like, it's kind of a notoriously dangerous area anyways. Mm-hmm. For a lot of wrecks or people, you know, getting injured and stuff. And while I was going up, though, my headlights. Well, you were when you when you called me up, you started describing. You said that as you were nearing the top of the knob, as you were coming around the bend, there's a little bend right before you get to your road. Yeah, there was like a electric pole or something right up on the top. Right, there was of that. a light. Right pole, when you right. came around the curve, it was like an electric pole that was up in that area. And you said that your spot, your headlights had shined onto this particular electrical pole well and, right and, and, you... and standing beside the pole was was a man it was a man that was standing right beside the pole he was waving at me he was just standing there waving at me but but now it's kind of important to understand that this is not like in a neighborhood or downtown no 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 no, no. this is like literally out in the middle of nowhere like I mean, it's literally going around. up a mountain. It's literally a road that goes up a mountain. And on the side of this road, there's no, there's like, there's no houses. There's no, 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 no I mean, area it's just, anywhere it's nearby. It's such a steep area. It's such a curvy road. It's, it's, it's a really tough place to kind of navigate if you're not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I just found that really strange that it was in the pitch black of the night. There was this did, did character. You see, did you see any like vehicles on the side of the road? No, or anything no. I, I even looked area? around. Well, because I was <laughs> debating on. Which, you know, I mean, I, I had a bad experience, you know, the one time I did pick somebody up. Remember when I was talking about the guy who got in a wreck? Maybe I never told you about that. To wrap back around, it was just this really bizarre incident. You know, this really strange area of the road, this uninhabited part of the road that, I mean, you, you're going to walk for a little bit either way. And there's, there's just a guy that was standing and, out there. And when he said, and he said too that it was, it was specifically he was just like waving. It wasn't like he was trying to like right. flail his arms to wave you down. It was just like if well, somebody was just well, passing by. Asked, hello, give right? Me a because hello you wave. asked me that. You had asked right. Me. You I was said, like, was he trying to wave you down? I'm right. Like, That's the first natural thing you would think you would expect mm-hmm. to see. 
But no, he was just standing there waving to me. I, I don't know if he was just trying to maybe make me aware of him. That hey, I'm here. Don't don't freak out or whatever. I'm like, man. Regardless, I think that's a bizarre. <laughs> that's a really strange yeah. spot to be in the middle of the night. Did he look homeless or anything? Or you know, I just couldn't. I, I didn't really, analyze it enough. It, I mean, he had a coat yeah. on and he had a ball cap on, but it was that's about all I got from the guy. It was weird. It was really weird. Was but I got really burned Especially on, on Christmas Eve. You know, it was on Christmas Eve. Yeah, wandering around out there in the. Well, I got really burned on on picking people up and trying to help them because. I was coming back from grocery shopping one day. On my way back, there was a car that was wrecked off to the right of the road. It had gone through a fence. So I pulled over because I saw a guy sitting in the car. And he wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting there in the passenger seat in this car that's already wrecked and spun around out in this field. But he was just sitting there. And I don't know if maybe this had literally just happened or what was going on. But there was another guy that was out there talking to him. I'm assuming maybe the property owner or whatever. So I stopped and I just... I, you know, I just asked if everybody was okay. I said, hey, is everybody okay? And, the, you know, and both of them acknowledged that everything was fine. I asked him if they needed anything, and the guy who was sitting in the driver's seat of the car, the one who had wrecked the car, said, yes, can you give me a ride down the road really quick to, to my house? And the other guy didn't really think anything of this either, and I didn't either, just due to the fact that it sounded like something that, that wasn't very abnormal. You know, the guy had just been in a wreck. I didn't know, you know, he probably did, was maybe a little confused, didn't know what to do. Maybe he was hurt. Whatever he just he, he said I need to get to my wife so so I took him I was like yeah absolutely hop in we were going down the road and while we're driving he's told me that he only lives maybe I don't know maybe five or ten minutes mm-hmm. from the area that we were just at and we're getting like ten minutes now mm-hmm. and I'm like at this point I start asking you know hey where's your place at where, where do I need to drop you off at he starts talking to me and he like won't, he just completely ignores these questions and he starts going on about how there was a point in time I don't know if you remember this but I believe that there was an earthquake in Tennessee do you remember that Does that sound really, right no I think there was I think it was Tennessee I think okay. there was an earthquake in Tennessee but maybe a tornado in Tennessee, I, this act of God that had that had happened in Tennessee, but he kept talking about how he was trying to make this trip down there, and that's when everything went wrong. He was saying is that's when he wrecked his car, but he was talking about how he had all these tools in his car, just like banter, just just nonstop rambling. <laughs> so I finally kind of abruptly interjected and said, "Hey, let me know if we're getting close to your place, you know, so that way I don't miss it." And so he tells me, "No, just keep going on, you're fine." So then, while we're actually going down the same said hill, the same hill, oh, the same yeah. hill that I actually saw this character mm-hmm. on, while we're going down this hill, he has this outburst, and he starts crying. So he breaks down, and he asks me if I believe in God. And I tell him, well, I'm, I'm Catholic by blood, so, so I'm at least letting him know that I'm, I'm aware. So he takes my hand, he grasps my hand up, and we pray together, and I just say the Our Father, because I remember that from mm-hmm. where we took catechism, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> But we anyway, went to CCD, right? CCD. <laughs> but um, but anyways, I recited that prayer with him, and he, you know, he he had this almost was like a spiritual moment. Literally a few minutes later, he told me there was a driveway, and I dropped him off. Well, I drop him off this driveway, and I, this is such a bizarre experience that I have that it really doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. So I go all the way back to the house, and right. I'm thinking about it the whole time, and I'm like, man, that guy. I didn't smell any booze or anything on him. But I'm like, man, he very well could be on something, or right. he could be out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, what I also didn't think about was the fact that I helped him, in theory, probably like flee a scene. Right. You know, if he doesn't go back. So I got a little concerned while I was sitting there thinking about the experience I had had with him myself. So I ended up going back to the to the wreck scene, the, the mm-hmm. scene where the wreckage right. was. 
and there was actually a police officer already there, and I told him exactly what happened. And he actually cut me a lot of slack because he told me he, he was really cool about everything. You know, right. <laughs> he said he said I believe you were trying to help a guy out, but I told him that I was like I want you I want to let you know right. I wasn't helping. I don't know this guy. <laughs> like I don't right. know this jerk. But yeah, but uh, nothing ever came up to it. I actually did get called down to the police station. I had to give, mm-hmm. I had to write out a statement on the incident and everything that had happened. Right. And I'll never know to this day if they got the guy. But it was a really strange experience. Did you, something did you about show, that heel, man. Did you show the police officer? Or did he ask, say, "Hey, can you take me to the driveway or the house that you took him to, so no, I can go?" No. And the reason being was because, believe it or not, the place that I dropped him off in was in the next county. Oh, okay. So, and I'm not sure, maybe, I don't know how that works. I, you know, yeah. I'm not an expert, but I, the trail kind of went code for him after after that. Because I told him where I dropped him off. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said it was, I, I let him know the location at least. I don't know if they ever went to it, though. I don't know. You know, thinking about somebody just randomly being out in the middle of the night, hanging out in, out in the middle of <laughs> the wooded knobs, waving at cars going by, it's, it's a little unusual. It's a little, little creepy. It's just a, it, it's a, it's a really strange thing. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a story... And I and I'm unfortunately I'm gonna try to tell it on his behalf, but our cousin Trey actually told us a story one time of a hit a hitchhiker he had picked up, or I, I guess kind of a hitchhiker he'd given somebody That's a ride. Right. I remember and that it was, and, and and I'm gonna try to recollect kind of what he told us the gist of, it, but it was kind of a bizarre one of those kind of really creepy, uh, you know, uh, I'm in a, I need to get out of this situation as quick as possible. But I feel like at the time, he was actually going to, it was actually a local university, uh, Camelsville University from around here. He was going to school there. And he, I think he had gotten out of one of his classes and was like, I want to say he's maybe at like a restaurant or something. He was getting food for lunch. And he said while he was in his car, this this woman like walks up and I, I want to say he almost said like she kind of opens his passenger door and kind of gets in. And asking, can you give me a ride to my house? Yeah, something it was something weird really like that. Weird, she was yeah. carrying like some, you know, just like carrying around this big old piece of equipment, this big old fan, and she, she, you know, she, or like a box or something. Something, maybe right. it was like a box. It, she was carrying something with her, and she just kind of—I feel like he says she just kind of like helped herself into his car and was like, "Hey, can you give me a ride to my house?" And he was, <laughs> I guess, because he was kind of in on the spot, and she's in my car already. He was like, uh, "Sure." Well, and, said, if, and if I recollect, I believe she had also said the same thing that the guy told me. It's only, it's only right down the road. Right. It was, it was close, and so he's thinking, "Okay, I'll just right run, here I'll run in the middle the of the town, and right. be done with it, and go back to class or whatever." Mm-hmm. But I feel like he had a similar experience where he starts driving, and they start kind of turning down these different roads and going down these. Kind of, you know, more run-down neighborhoods. Well, shit, he keep... said they left town at one point. He yeah. Said like, we're almost kind of getting out of town at this point. And that's and, when he started getting really nervous right. about some things. And and I think he did sign up for the same thing. He started asking her, you know, as <laughs> she's probably talking. Or, I, or maybe he felt like she wasn't talking at all. I think he said she didn't say very much. She was just kind of sitting there. But then at some point, he remembers going down, like, they were down almost kind of like this dirt road. They went down, like, a dirt road yeah. for a little ways. And I, I think they eventually did come up on a house or a trailer or something like that. And the woman was like, this is it. But as she was getting out, she was like, hey, can you come inside with me and help me pack this in? Whatever right. she was carrying. Even though she had been carrying it the whole time. She was like, hey, can you come in with me and, and pack? And he's like, no, you know. Uh, Fuck, looks, no. Looks like you got it. But he says she kept insisting. Like, no, yeah. can, you, can you come in with me and help me with this? He said, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry. He said, I got to go. And he ended up just, just driving off and leaving her there. But it was I mean, it, 
Man, that's some spooky I don't know, man. That's, that's a little, especially when somebody's trying to get you to come into their house. I mean, you don't know if somebody's in there waiting to jump you or what's going on, but it, it was a very unnerving experience. But it was kind of the same situation. You know, initially he thought, hey, I'm trying to be a nice guy and help somebody out. You know, okay, I'll give you a ride down the road. And then you're like, man, have I made a mistake? <laughs> you know, <laughs> have I made a mistake? Because this is not feeling comfortable anymore. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people doubt so, so, what other people are capable of. I think they doubt that too well, often. Well, if you spend enough time on Netflix and you watch <laughs> the hundreds and almost thousands of true crime documentaries, right, right. it's always fascinating to me how lenient people were back in the day. Right. Because that's why uh, literally serial killers were so rampant because people <laughs> left their doors unlocked. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, my daughter, she ran down to the, to the convenience... My- my 12-year-old ran down to the convenience store. She used to do it all the time, and then right. just one night she didn't come home, and I'm like, you wonder? You know, but, but that's it's very strange to me to wonder, like, at what point did it become more dangerous? Isn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, that was the question I was going to ask you. People were comfortable at one point for a reason, mm-hmm. because if it was always been violent and there were always people just doing horrendous things, people would always be on guard, but there was sort of this sense of security. It wasn't common. Or maybe people weren't as ballsy? I'm not not sure. Do you know what I think? What? I think it was simply a lack of information. I think it was occurring Mm. quite frequently. Maybe not on the mass panic scales that, like, you know, the Ted Bundy murders and stuff set off. but, But I'm sure there was people's children that would go missing, you know, while they let these kids do these things. But, you know, due to the fact that it wasn't posted on the everyday news story... Mm. You know, I mean, think about it. They even circulated the milk cartons with the missing kids on them. I mean, there was enough kids to put on milk cartons. Yeah. Missing children. So I I guess that is true. I guess it is true. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it makes sense why they would have had that false sense of security. Mm -hmm. If, in fact, it was that way. It makes sense why they would have felt that because it probably would have been... Think about in our towns alone when the last time we've heard of, like... To the scope of some of the some of the events that... Well, like, people are scared to go out at night. Right, right? Like, I don't right, want to, like... Right. They're, they're, there's a killer on the loose, they're, right? Yeah, we've never experienced a, a mass murder or serial killer or anything of that nature. You're right. So I think that's, that's one of the big differences that you see. I think people maybe were far more ignorant to it, and now maybe even people are maybe even at times, are too secure. The pandemic's kind of shown a lot of people what seclusion is and how dangerous that can be. So it's one of the things that you have I to... I likes it. Well, I mean... I likes me and, it. Me and you are anomalies. We thrive <laughs> in seclusion. Yeah. Hermits. We, 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 we would do good to live a monastic lifestyle. Well... Um, we already do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of true. Well... Yeah, we fast, we meditate, <laughs> we 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 do what we enjoy for the most part. We, we like we like silence. It is kind of sad though to think that you would have to think you know be so cautious about the idea of helping somebody though. But it's sort of true, you know. Absolutely. Sort of. Where does where do you can you be so protective of yourself and yours that you almost start to lose some of your humanity? Right. Like when somebody's really in need. Yeah, I'm sorry, not my problem. Right. I, a lot of times, people use caution as a cop out mm-hmm. for not helping people. Right. You know, I mean, it's interesting that perspectives on both sides of this. But for example, let's take a homeless guy. I'll start with this. I watched a YouTube video of this guy interviewing homeless people on like Hollywood Boulevard or something. Mm-hmm. So he interviews this one guy, and this guy specifically was an addict. He was a heroin addict, 
And it's a really cool video because the guy talks really casually about his life and his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy who's interviewing him asks him, you know, man, you seem really content with where you're at. He said, do you never, never want to be free of addiction? Do you never want to, you know, not live on the streets anymore? And the guy looks at him and he says, you know, I do want those things. I'm just not ready for them yet. Mm. I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not ready to take on the responsibilities of getting sober and clean yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do it yet. And it was this really kind of profound mentality. Mm-hmm. But it was so fascinating to see someone in that type of role in a non-destructive, almost in a non-destructive pattern. No matter how much poison you're. No, I think that's very interesting. I probably don't make any sense. Does that make no? Any no, sense? I just think it's it's just interesting. Or was that really off topic? I don't even know if that was relevant. Was that relevant? No, what no, were we talking I, about? No, I agree. I think what you're saying is is you know um, wanting to help people could be a good or a bad thing. I guess right. 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 Maybe, you know it's. I think, sometimes the lines are blurred, you know. Yeah, I think when point, is it okay to help somebody, or when is it, you know, when mm-hmm. to, when when is it not? Well, I think the bigger point I was trying to make was not all of them are all maniacs. They're not all psychotic, crazy people that have no clue. It's on the floor. So I guess the the last thing I want to finish up before we uh, close our tab out tonight. Um, so this coming Sunday, we've actually got some pretty exciting news. We're actually going to be featured on another podcast mm-hmm. with a few other uh, amateur podcast groups that are out there. Um, it, um, it, the podcast that we're actually um, going to be on is called Movie Lovers Unite. And they're, they're calling this um, collaboration Indie Podcast Unite. Yeah. So there, it's going to be featuring Listen, Listen, Listen podcast, Western Review podcast, Co uh, Two Classics FPL podcast, Happy Hour with the Hamiltons, of course, and then uh, Scene Invaders podcast and Braves Dugout podcast. Cool. But um, if if any any of our listeners are interested in uh, tuning into that show to hear us, um, it'll actually be this this Sunday, January second. Um, for Eastern time, it'll be 2 p.m. If you're Central time, it'll be 1 p.m. General, and then it's, it'll be 7 p.m. for General Mountain time. Um, and then if you're not able to tune into it this Sunday, we will on our next episode. We'll we are going to talk a little bit more about the experience, and I'll hopefully maybe have some clips for you so you can hear some of the conversations we have. But if you get a chance, tune in. It should be very interesting. We're very excited about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.